0: I'm standing in a booth with a Racket Custom Drum Racks, and I'm with Tom, who makes the mounting units, the, the rack for these drums. Um, it kind of has, you're, you're obviously listening to the radio, it, it has a very like uh, chopper motorcycle look to the drum kit. What gave you the idea to do this? Well,
1: I designed it around the motorcycle look, putting the headlight on, putting some custom shapes on, doing a candy apple sparkle finish to give it a little bit more of a flare.
0: Is this drum kit more for like touring or
1: what's the idea behind it? It it is designed for the touring unit. Somebody that wants something big and flashy. Of course I can do something that's small and uh, minimal but this one's built for being big and flashy and getting a lot of uh, looks
0: Yeah, so uh, does a motorcycle light actually go on when um, you hit the kick drum or something?
1: Right now I'm working on that. In fact, I just found a new company that uh, offers that. So I'm looking at that to involve that. But right now it just illuminates, gives you the uh, effect of it being lit up. How many pieces
0: is this drum rack in total?
1: That's six. six. Six? Yes. you got your two sides... You got your front main rack that will hold your toms, and then you have your front piece, the chopper theme that holds the light. Two more boom stands in there. The six piece is actually attached to the front piece, going back to your uh, snare stand. So, is that real wood with the kick drums, or is that like simulated wood? This one is just a, uh, a laser cutout for, to, to promote SoCal drums.
0: Oh, okay. If people wanted to get, like, a custom
1: uh, rack, uh, how would they go about that? You go to uh, racketdrumracks.com and check out my website. How long does an order like this,
0: uh, how long does it take to process if you order something like this?
1: Because I deal specifically to that drummer that orders one. It's usually a three- to four-month wait. We design it. We get the approval. The customer likes something. We go forward get it color-coded. It takes about a three or four month process.
0: Yeah, I would imagine ordering something online like this would be hard. So it's like a collaborative process between the customer and yourself.
1: Right, first we talk on the phone. Second, I have the customer send me uh, pictures of their full kit set up, email them to me, get a design or talk with the drummer who maybe might already have a design. I build a mock-up rack and a lot of it could be done right through the email. Um, once i build a mock-up rack and the drummer chooses yep that's the rack i want then we choose a color have it color coded next thing you know you got to the knock on the door from your delivery man
0: um is this the is this drum kit the one that we're looking at is that it for a customer or is that for this nam show
1: this is this one's for the nam show right
0: now uh, okay so uh what's your favorite project that you've ever done
1: Actually, it's this one right here.
0: How long did it take you to complete this one?
1: This one took me about, uh, once I designed it and the concept through all the powder, uh, the color coding and everything, took me about three weeks to put together.
0: Okay, thanks, Tom, for joining us, and uh, have a good rest of your NAM show.
1: Thank you very much. You too, Heather.
0: I'm at the Lonekai booth and they make ukuleles and uh, ukuleles have made a huge comeback and uh, before I think most people associated them with Tiny Tim, but now almost every indie band has a ukulele. Uh, can you explain the popularity of the instrument lately?
2: Or? Sure, well, you know, I don't think that uh, it really has to do with a major artist out there. I think it's been mainly a grassroots effort for the last four or five years. If you type in ukulele into uh, you a know, YouTube search, you're going to get more than a million videos out there. So I, I think the communities that, uh, that have started, Ukulele Underground, YouTube, Facebook uh, uh, groups, I think that has more to do with it than, uh, than the actual uh, higher end artists, uh, very much unlike most of all the rest of the music industry.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, what makes your uh, type of ukuleles unique?
2: Uh, we do all sorts of different things. We, we do offer the entry level for everyone, but uh, this year we're introducing a tuning uke uh, system, which uh, allows a, uh, a ukulele to play in tune across the entire fingerboard. We're launching the first, uh, first USB-equipped ukulele to go into um, PCs, Macs, Um, you know, Android devices, Apple products, and you can record directly into it without any external interface. We're also part of, uh, uh, Kohala is part of our uh, uh, line as well, and so we have some really fun things, beautiful colored ukes, a tiki series, a canvas series, which allows you to draw on your ukes and stuff like that. We have everything for lots, you know, uh, we're fine-tuned for the player itself.
0: Well, the the ukulele that can connect to like a iPhone or a computer, or whatever, does it have an electric pickup to
2: it, or? Oh yeah, we use a Fishman cooler system. It uh, it actually yeah, it, it picks up right underneath the underneath the saddle, and you can plug it into an amplifier if you uh, if you want. But it also goes right into the computer.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time, and uh, long live the ukulele. Yes, thank you for having me. And we're in in another booth at NAMM today, and it's uh, Perry Ink Custom Guitars. He also has a motorcycle that's really impressive, too. Um, How many guitars and how many motorcycles do you build a year?
3: Um, Right now, we have a shop in Hollywood on Melrose Avenue, um, and everything is built to order. So it really depends on how much work we get uh, and how much time we have. We divide our time up between the bikes and the guitars, and uh, really it's a custom thing. So I could build one guitar a month. I could build 10 a month. It just depends on whoever's buying at whatever time. But uh, everything we do is, is handmade, custom made. It's a boutique thing. So uh, we do less, uh-huh. but higher quality.
0: So what makes, what's the differentiation in your guitar work?
3: Uh, well, again, I think it's probably because we fused the, the, the two worlds together between custom guitars and custom motorcycles. We have the guitars painted by motorcycle painters and it gives them a, a flare and, and an aesthetic that sets them apart. And also the, the playability. I've been a player you know, for 15 years professionally, for 10, toured the world, and I, I know what a guitar should feel like. So that's how I build them.
0: Yeah, and your paint jobs are quite striking. I, the, the Cadillac Pearl that um, I was shown earlier, that is a, it's understated, but it's a really bright and nice guitar.
3: Thank you, yeah. We, we, we did that for uh, my sister, Christina Perry. Uh-huh. That, that That's her signature model, and she wanted something exactly like what you said something that was uh subtle but striking.
0: Which band did you tour with?
3: Uh, I started at 16 with a band called Silvertide and then I played guitar with Perry Farrell for a while and also a band called Shinedown and then with Matt Sorum, Um, and then a band called Sinai. I've been in a lot of bands, played with a lot of people. So so how many uh,
0: on, on average how many uh, custom guitars and motorcycles do you build a year?
3: Again it changes all the time. Uh, this year, I'm about to hit 25. Well, last year, uh, 25, um, and the bike stuff. It could be three or four bikes. I mean, bikes take a long time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah.
0: What's your favorite project you've ever worked on?
3: Probably, uh, probably this last one I did. It's called the Show and Tell guitar, uh-huh. and it was built to honor uh, the first band and record I did and nail the tones used on that record it's become a cult kind of favorite uh-huh. and uh we're putting the band back together next month so um really I did it as like a tribute to that experience and um, yeah I was able to get a lot of sounds into one guitar that's really I love electronics I love all the stuff that has to do with all that so um you know making a guitar as versatile as possible is exciting to me
0: How do you put a lot of sounds in a guitar?
3: Because it's only got the standard two dials and a... Well, it's got a super switch that people can't see here. And uh, and obviously two very different pickups and volume and tone. But really the super switch can allow you to uh, get sounds by tapping and putting uh, the pickups in parallel and blah, blah, blah.
0: Oh, that's really awesome. Well, thank you for time, Nick, and uh, have a good damn show. Thank you so much. So we're with Andy Graham, and he has Andy Graham in his, uh, it was the best of NAM awardee. Uh, it was, it's called the Slaparoo Percussion. It's one of the neatest instruments I've ever seen in my life.
4: Tell us about it. Okay, um, the Slaparoo Percussion Instrument, so it's a percussion stick. It's a, an electric instrument that uses a highly tensioned uh, steel, steel band um, with a pickup that vibrates. So um, you, hit, you basically hit it like a drum, but it's more like electric bass. Right. It's kind of in that, it's weird, it's kind of in that place between uh, drums and bass, like slap bass. It's an instrument that does, sounds like more like bass but plays like a drum.
0: And you can get a bunch of different sounds out of it. Like one of the things you were playing sounded really funky and then it can go new agey as well.
4: Yeah, it really depends on the style you play it with and uh, what effect you run through it. I use the, uh, the funk wah effect to do a lot of the funky stuff and then I got a real space sound to do all the more kind of new agey stuff. Do you sell these currently, or, or is this a rather new thing? No, it's a new thing, but we do sell them. They retail for $5.99, and we're blowing them out for half price at the NAMM show for the next five days. Oh, okay. Um, so so um, how does it work exactly? Well, what I do is this, uh, long, it's a long pole, about six feet tall. I lean it against my body, and it has a strap running along the front, and I hit it with a uh, brush drumstick like this, and then... Uh, Just by a series of strikes and releases of the band, you can get different patterns like that. My first question is, has Tom Waits ordered one of these? No, but he lives about 10 miles from me, so I'm really kind of surprised. That's um, sorry my voice is going out. I'm really surprised he doesn't have one yet, but I'm working on him. Yeah. And a couple of, Mickey Hart as well, he lives near me. And Les Claypool lives near me. So I've uh, got a lot of contenders for this thing right near my house.
0: Any musicians that already have an order for this? or
4: uh, We have Doug, Doug Wimbish has one. He came by the booth yesterday and did a demonstration. Sivamani from India has one. Uh, Victor Wooten has one. I sent him one a while back. Um, that one guy, uh, he goes by uh, um, Mike uh, Silverman, that one guy. He has one. And uh, there's a few others I can't think of right now, but those are the main ones. And we actually, we just got one to Dr. Lonnie uh, Smith. He's a Hammond B2 uh, legend. And he took our smaller model today.
0: So if anybody would want one
4: of these, uh, where, how, do they get, how do you get them? That's uh, really a, a slap, um, S-L-A-P-E-R-O-O.com is our main site. And you can go there and you can get all the information there how to get one.
0: For somebody that since this is a new instrument uh, what kind of um, what kind of musical training do you have to have? Is it more of someone that has played stand-up bass before that can play it well or, or is it what kind of um, instrument training?
4: Uh, you know that's the cool thing about it is that it can be a lot of different things. Um, um, someone who's classically trained sure can play melodies on it easier but I'm finding that anyone with just a sense of rhythm doesn't matter if it's really basic. Uh, can pick it up and start doing neat things uh, kids like it for that reason it doesn't require any real uh, previous skill or musicianship it just requires a little bit of rhythm and then you can take it from there have you ever put a violin string on it to see what it would sound like or yeah i've t- I've taken a bow with some rosin on it one time and it's really cool it gets real spacey sounding <laughs> it's a little harder than a string because it's a flat strap but you can do it on the edge and you can get some really neat sustained tones that way
0: that it is an awesome uh instrument and i hope it you sell a lot of them it's a really cool and i hope they hear them on a lot of albums it would make things
4: have varied a lot yeah i hope so too thank you i, I have a feeling especially after this nam show with the best of nam award i think we're uh i think this to be a very interesting year it's going to be out there a lot and i'm yeah. going to be holding on for my uh holding on for my life here <laughs> it's gonna be good yeah well enjoy the rest of the nam show and it's nice to talk to you andy all right thanks a lot heather i appreciate it
0: I'm talking with Glenn Hefner from Avontone. Tone. Uh, they make microphones and vintage ones at that with uh, tubes and everything. Can you tell us about
5: the microphones? Sure. Hello everyone. In case you don't like my accent, I'll tell you I'm from North Carolina, but our company is based out of New York and uh, the company's called Avant Tone Pro. And what we do is uh, we, we've been around since 2006 and we've been really lucky because we're relatively known around the world Probably the the most exciting thing about our microphones was shortly after we came out, we had a shootout in Nashville. A four-time Grammy producer decided that he wanted to uh, let us use his studio and he owned over a million dollars worth of microphones. He invited what he called the A-Team. This A-Team was a group of all of the best producers and engineers from that area around Nashville and we had approximately 40 people that uh, showed up that evening. And amazingly, our microphones won literally in every category. The next day, we had all the music stores clamoring for our stuff, and within two weeks, we were completely sold out, and we literally could never catch up. Now, we have a new owner, and the company's called Avant Tone Pro. It was once called uh, Avant Tone Only, but we're con- we now always have stock. But the most exciting thing that came out after that shootout was Taylor Swift heard our microphone. And as she was doing a session, uh, her producer put that microphone up. She started singing and about halfway through, she said, what is this mic? I can hear myself better than I've ever heard myself. And she said, from now on, this is my mic. This is the only mic I will use. So for the last four multi-platinum albums, the only microphone that Taylor will sing through is our Avant Tone Pro cv12 microphone in 2010 we came out with another mic called the bv 12 bv 12 excuse me a little bit hoarse but robert plant tried it out and he loved it and he ended up using it for his last solo album um with the band called uh, robert plant and the band of joy and i'm going to show heather actual photographs which you guys can't see but the bottom line is is uh We've had so many producers and, and pro people uh, using our stuff, and it's all been by word of mouth. Uh, as you probably know, lo- there's a lot of uh, people that run advertisements and marketing, but since I've been the director of uh, Global Sales and Marketing, we've only spent $1,200 since the very beginning. <laughs> also, uh, we have a series of mics that start at, at uh, $169, uh, and by the way, the Avant-Tone um, microphone that Taylor sings through, is only $499. Prior to that, she was renting a, a microphone that she paid $230 a night for. Uh-huh. And so that's been a really exciting part of the uh, part of our line. And we also, I uh, should mention, we also make these uh, small secondary monitors called mix cubes. And mix cubes are devices that, once you make your mix sound wonderful on your main speakers, you can switch over to this and it will guarantee once, you, once you've made your adjustments on that, that your mix will also sound great on any type of small speakers, such as computers, speakers, and so on.
0: That's a good uh, product to have. I remember the founder of Motown had a setup where he would play back his Motown record he just cut into a car stereo, which is one speaker in mono, to make sure it also sounded great in that as well
5: absolutely and and we also you know not only do we sell these in pairs but we uh sell these mix cubes which you can buy them with uh, amplifiers and pairs or you can buy them without an amplifier and use your own amplifier but we also sell them as a mono unit and yeah. so so the people that just want to check it in mono they can and you know if uh, i should mention that if you go to www uh, you can check all this stuff out, and you'll see my name there, Glenn Hefner, <laughs> at the bottom. Uh, we really do believe in that music uh, is really important, and musicians are really important. That's why uh, we, one of the first things that I did when we started the company, when I talked with the original owners, as I said, we always have to tell the truth. And I read, read a book by Ray Kroc, and he, he said we, uh, McDonald's, sells a million burgers a day I told our owners I said we're gonna to have to wait till we sell a million burgers a day because he said that, that that's when they started making the profit and they wanted to brag about it we put more money in, into our products than any other company I believe out there Uh, So we make a, a lot less profit but we're making a microphone. We make microphones that sound incredible and they continue to win shootouts against microphones that sell for many thousands of dollars more and that's why we're known worldwide. Well, when
0: it, I was impressed. Like I've heard my voice a lot of times it's on the radio and stuff, and um, I've never heard my voice like that before. I, I'm in the Taylor Swift camp on that. Well, thank you.
5: <laughs> I understand. Well, well, thank you so much for that, Heather, because, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of like uh, today I've had Herbie Hancock's engineer come by, who's a big fan. Uh, and he dropped me by a present. I hate to say it, but he, but he dropped me by a bottle of scotch, uh, which I'm definitely not opening, but you know, I've had him come by, I've had a couple of major producers that drop by, they're just dropping by to say hello because they use our stuff.
0: Um, can I just talk about the microphone itself? It's an interesting thing because it, it uses a tube, which you know in this day in digital technology, most of the time tubes are kind of not in use. Uh, how did they come about that idea of using old technology and did they blend it with new stuff as well?
5: Well, you know, anybody that's using a microphone, there's generally two types of microphones. Well, three, there, there's the ribbon microphone, which you use for certain types of things, and there's what they call FET microphones, FETs are condenser mics, uh, and they are basically more sensitive than anything else, and they pick up, uh, they're very clear, they pick up great, but a tube microphone is what I would call an effect microphone. In other words, uh, if you go to a major studio, you'll find out that they have multiple tube microphones. The reason why is because each one of them has a specific sound. So you know, if a particular artist comes in to sing or so on, they think, They listen to them and they go, okay, I think this particular mic sounds great or this one sounds great. But every tube mic has a a very, very specific sound. Now we've just introduced a new microphone here at the show and it's called the BV12. And uh, it's surprising because if you go to our website, you'll see Ray Kennedy, who is now a five-time Grammy winner, and he's saying, uh, he says uh, something like a quote like, move over uh, old vintage mics. This is the one to try because uh, they're stunned. We used a combination of the Taylor Swift mic, which is known as the CV12 mic, and the Robert Plant mic, and we put them to put them together, and we're stunned because it has a balance between the very upper top end, mid range, and bottom. And they came back to us and they said, Clint, it's an incredible vocal mic, but." It's an incredible guitar mic. It's an incredible bass mic. It's an incredible kick drum mic. They said, we've never heard a tube mic that we could literally put up for anything. And they're stunned. And and frankly, I'm stunned. (laughs) It was a lucky accident. I'd love to say, oh, I thought of it all by myself. But the truth is, as I lucked up, But it sells for $899. It comes in a beautiful tweed case with a beautiful power supply and so on. But, hey, this is a radio station. I'm not trying to sell anybody. Just go to our website and look at it. You'll see my name and address. You're welcome to call me and just ask questions because we're very, very personable. That's North Carolina for (laughs) you.
0: (laughs) Well, let's go look at those Robert Pellant pictures. Thank you for joining me on the show, Glenn.
5: Thank you so much, Heather. It's a pleasure, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us.